When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Ms. Elizabeth Vargas. Hi, Em. <laughs> how are you and what is going on in the OC today? Well, how am I is relative, obviously. <laughs> it is, a, it's a it's a loaded question, right? Considering the month I've had, um, I'm alive. I'm sitting here. I'm restructuring. And uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty, actually pretty good today. Thank you. That is good. And I mean that. And I want to get into how your month is going and everything. And I also want to get into like Vargas Vodka and the We Care Rescue yeah. Center. We have so much to get into. But let's just start at the beginning for five minutes, because I just want to hear from you directly. How did you originally get involved with RHOC? Like, I know you came on as Kelly's friend, but is that really like, was it a true friendship before the show? So Kelly was friends with my neighbor, Rob, who's iconic on the beach. And when um, uh, Too Short, a friend of mine, his manager, who I, I didn't really know very well, but I knew well enough, told Todd Too Short that there was an opening on this show um and so i already knew kelly and i've kind of already met the other girls we were all drunk one night ended up meeting shannon and everyone was going through divorces and they were a disaster and i didn't know who they were (laughs) so to answer everyone's question i did not watch the show before i got on the show so i kind of knew them through just the oc party crowd and then um i you know they said two shorts manager david says elizabeth dress in your finest, do your hair and makeup and bring your Bentley and meet me in Burbank. And I'm like, is this a porn? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) So then I went up there and I met the producers and I fell in love and here we are. (laughs) I love how he threw in, make sure you bring the Bentley. (laughs) Yeah, he did. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure that didn't hurt matters. No, I, you know, it's funny because my life is actually as reality as reality can get um, in itself without any producers or editing. So it was kind of interesting. I thought it was Desperate Housewives. Um, I didn't, there was a show called Desperate Housewives. Oh yeah. I loved. And so I, I loved. so excited that I get there and I'm like, oh, it's Orange County Housewives. <laughs> so it was, dip, uh, it was, uh, a reality check that it was not scripted. It was reality. And so I went home and I ended up loving it. And the producers and the product, everybody was so sweet that, you know, here we are. So <laughs> you had like no reservations at all in joining it. Um, I did, of course, um, because I'm building a brand. I you know, was going through a nasty divorce. My ex-husband was a disaster in my divorce for three years straight, gave me hell, you know, 
you name it, not just a gag order, but gag in general with everything. Um, so I wasn't really wanting to expose all of that, but I said, fuck it, you know? I mean, what do I got to lose? I already lost my husband, my husband's family. I lost my jets, my helicopters, all my shit. Uh, it's just me out there now with a bunch of whatever. So I thought the show would be fun. And then bam, COVID hits. So it was, uh, wasn't quite the experience I was hoping, but it was still a pleasant one at that. Well, I know on your Instagram, you list it, speaking of COVID, as, you know, RHOC season 15 COVID survivor. Yes. Which I love that. I mean, how much, like, do you think COVID really played a factor in it? Like, do you think you're, you do? I did not get a housewife experience. I was hoping for, a, I have a five-year contract with them signed. Um, I did not realize contracts were one way. So I just assumed if I didn't get a call, I had already had a contract moving into the next season. So I didn't realize the day that I was to be announced, I was to be fired. <laughs> so I was in utter shock. Um, so it was, uh, so COVID, you know, didn't give me an opportunity to meet the ladies. I mean, we couldn't even go to each other's houses. I couldn't even like, if they had questions, they couldn't ask me. I didn't get to know Bronwyn for who she really was, not this fake facade on television. I didn't get to know, you know, any of them really. So that kind of played a big role in our relationships. Right. Like, did you think the experience would be more social? Like, even though we were in COVID, you thought maybe somehow they would figure out some outside scenes more than we had. You know, I didn't, the, the production did such a good job just trying to get us a show. I think we did a great job for being stuck in our houses, filming ourselves horizontally, Thomas, <laughs> you know, and playing by the rules. I didn't travel. I wore a mask the entire time. I didn't go see friends. I saw my family once. I played by every rule that Bravo gave me. I got tested every morning, sometimes at 4.30 in the morning. Like I was tested sometimes two to three times a week. I did everything I was supposed to. So it's like being a straight A student and then flunking the finals somehow. <laughs> right. So it was sort of a weird, COVID was just a very odd uh, time, but they couldn't really do anything. It wasn't their fault. Like literally they had to play by the rules because they'd be shut down and I, I don't blame them. I just didn't get to do any red carpets. I didn't get any press. I didn't even go see the producers in my, I did I was the first housewife ever to do her testimonial in her garage with no producer, no hair, no makeup and boob sweat. <laughs> like, Cause there's, you can't have sound cause you've got to have it silent. They, they, they spent hours testing with Jimmy and I on making sure that it worked. And then they went from me to all the other girls. Cause I know tech. So it was like this kind of weird thing where I feel like I was training everybody and then, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, it was just odd. And you guys were the first out of all the housewives, like you were before Atlanta and Jersey and Dallas, like yeah. you really were at the beginning of COVID, so to speak. Was the experience other than that kind of what you expected, like as far as like interacting with the other women, like not, I know not physically, but just, you know, like the drama and how it all Well, works. one of them physically wanted to interact when I said no. <laughs> um, the drama was everything that they warned me about. And more, um, as much as it could be for the separation that we had, because we could only right. come together for two to three days. And these girls know how to bring it. See, that's why I needed a second season, because now I'm trained. I'm fully operational, honey. I'm divorced, ready to go, wide open. And now I'm like canned. So I was like, that was a deflating balloon. <laughs> So many housewives I speak to who are only there, say for like one season, say the same thing. They're just like, I came on. 
you know, never watched it. I brought my real life and I'm like, oh, so that's how it works when the cameras are rolling. Now I get it. And I just want a second season because I get it now. Would we have seen like a totally different Elizabeth Vargas if you came back for a second season? Billion percent. Like I'm a different woman than I was one billion percent than when they first met me. I was a complete tornado disaster going through a divorce. (laughs) Um, I have just so everyone knows, records, $2 million I spent uh, to my lawyers fighting my ex-husband to divorce me. So I have all this stuff that I was going through that I couldn't talk about on the show that now I can, that's so interesting. And it's actually quite educational for (laughs) ex-wives that I can teach these women how to leave the marriage happy, healthy, and wealthy. But no, they cut me off. So there you go. Well, maybe this is, I mean, I know you're an entrepreneur. Maybe this is another side business for you. What, the ex-housewives of Orange County? Let's get her done. (laughs) Well, like, hey, if you want a divorce, let me tell you how to do it happy and make some money in the bank. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's a thought. I I think I'm going to stick with We Care Rescue Ranch, saving some animals. (laughs) You're busy enough. Yeah. (laughs) Well, like two two of the storylines we did see, we saw you and Jimmy having this new found relationship and we saw you like rebuilding your life as you were kind of coming out of the divorce. And we saw you, you know, talk about your upbringing in a cult. Yes. So what is harder, growing up in a cult or filming a season of RHOC? Ooh, I'm going to have to say a season of RHOC. <laughs> um, that's a tough, actually, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, being, I think growing up in the cult, I didn't understand what was happening as I was growing up in the cult. So now that I'm an older woman who understands the, that's not normal, Um, getting exposed on a reality show with all my peers in Orange County watching and no one knowing about actually who I was, was probably the hardest things I've ever done. And I still have to say to this day, being fired after one season, I exposed everything and the heart wrench of just sort of feeling like you were exposed and then you were like thrown away like trash is something that I think really hurts my heart and my inner being but I know that I was exposed for a reason and I know the universe has a plan for me. So I just have to stay positive right now because it's been pretty rough. <laughs> Did you know that 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair? If you're among them, know you're not alone and there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. Nutrafol. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shredding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth, of course, takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in around three to six months. Listen, it actually really works. I'm not going to mention any names, but a family member of one of the RHONJ, Real Housewives of New Jersey, I know has been on this for around two years, and I saw a huge difference in her hair growth. Listen, you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show behind the velvet rope by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code VELVET to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to u.s customers for a limited time plus free shipping on every order get 15 dollars off at neutrophil.com and that's spelled n u 
N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, Nutrafol.com. And the promo code is VELVET. Enter that and you get $15 off. When you subscribe, you'll receive automatic monthly delivery so you never miss a dose. What are you waiting for? Nutrafol.com, promo code VELVET. Start restoring your hair and your confidence today. Were you, because you never watched it before. So like, as you watched it back, were you shocked or were you like, no, this is pretty much like how I, like, did you think you got like a proper edit? Were you like, eh, I didn't realize I was like, when you watched it back each week, like after it was out, cause you never were on it before and then watched yourself back for a whole season. Like, were you like, were you happy with your edit where you're like, okay, like at least that's fair yeah. to how I was. Yeah, I think, you know, them trying to kind of push the money thing. I'm not really that type of person. So to show like the Ferraris and the, that's great and all, but it kind of, it's not really, it wasn't really me. So I was forcing to try and be this materialistic bitch on the show that I absolutely wasn't. And I didn't even want to dress up. And, you know, this Christina, <laughs> my makeup artist, tried to put hair things in me. And I, I was just somebody I really... I was trying to be a housewife of Orange County, but really I'm, you know, I, I, I work a lot, you know, I do a lot. So I, I just have a lot more going on than my hair and makeup. So right. it was just difficult, you know, for me to prepare for the show. Cause I, I mean, I get up and I go, 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 go. Like right now I barely have like, I put chat lipstick on my cheeks cause I don't have makeup. <laughs> You've done more than me. Listen, it's like this working from home and COVID just like, I know there's video, but I'm like, I'm in a t-shirt and I really don't care. Hey, we look great. It does not matter. (laughs) You're just being too kind. What do you think, like, what was your high and low of this, the whole experience, like the season? Like what was the best part about it? And what was like the worst? Oh, I have a very big low, um, but was never exposed because it was something where it, it hit me to the core. Um, so when they edited where I was exposed with Bronwyn on that trail and I knew it was coming and I knew that Bronwyn, I didn't realize at the time that Bronwyn had contacted my ex-husband online, found his phone number and started befriending him, then found out about my past and all this stuff. And this is just what I was told and then told the producers who then were trying to figure out how to get it out of me and then got it out of me because I, I had a my gut instinct knew that if I didn't tell my story, she was going to, so she could be famous. So, you know, she's done so much stuff on the show that I didn't want her to use my situation for her fame. So I I just spit it out knowing, you know, so that was, that was a a low, but here's the big low was I never knew at the end of the season during the reunion, I never knew during the entire reunion, she was texting my ex-husband. She, she was like in full communication. Like, I don't know if they hooked up or what, but you know, I was pissed that she and my ex-husband were like BFFs and she was feeding my ex-husband information that I, that I then, that I was saying during filming of the reunion. And that's when I realized this bitch, this woman is completely two-faced. Like the whole world thinks she was there to rescue me but really she was there to get famous and to use me for her fame. So that was a low part. Cause I really tried to be friends with her. Cause I, I understand her personality. I understand where she comes from and she's had an interesting childhood. She's, I related to her. So that was my low, low. It wasn't because of the show. It wasn't because of COVID. It wasn't because of all that. Cause of a personal 
reason of what she did to me on the show showed me that women are vicious and they'll do anything to be on the show. And that made me realize that the next season I was going to bring it. I was like ready, armed and willing, you know, and then they fired me and I was like, oh, damn it. And then they fired her. So I couldn't even argue with her. So. <laughs> and you think so, like when she initially contacted your husband, you think it really was like, what? Like, I'm going to play producer and make this show as salacious yeah. as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the more the show is shocking, the more famous I could be. Yeah. hundred percent. That's absolutely correct. Yes. And then during the reunion, what? Like when Andy said, okay, break. We're not, you know, let's take a five minute break. I'm in the middle of the reunion and I get a text for my, or I get a email from my lawyer with an immediate gag, cease and desist. So she was feeding him information that she's not supposed to do. You're not supposed to share pre-filming stuff. That's not edited. That's not, we haven't. So I was very, very, very disappointed in Bronwyn. And I think that she should be disappointed in herself. And I hope that now that she's sober, she sees what she has done and she makes amends one day. And if she doesn't, that's on her heart and not mine. Do you think, right. Like you thought you had a real friendship with her. I was trying in general because Emily, I adore you know, Kelly's crazy, but I adore her. She's just sort of there, you know? Um, you've got Shannon, who is just sort of your mama bear running around trying to, you know, to everybody. Yeah. And, you know, you've got a good cast of people. Uh, but then there was that brawn one, which was like the black sheep that came in to try and destroy, you know, it's like the whole environment just to make it more exciting. When really the show is about girlfriends having fun and then maybe arguing about stuff, not just, all this crazy stuff coming in and out. So it's very odd to me to be cast during that season with that cast during COVID. It was very difficult. (laughs) And then was that your big realization of like, there are certain people, I guess in this situation, Bronwyn, that just will do whatever to A, to stay on the show and B, for the fame. Um, Yes, absolutely. But I'm certainly glad that they listened to the fans and, they, uh, the cast that I, I believe the cast they brought on now, and people don't believe that I believe this is going to be awesome because I don't know Heather Dubrow, but I know her husband's on botched and he's got some, you know, new skincare line coming out. And she, you know, they're entrepreneurs and, you know, it's good marketing for them. But I also know that, you know, so she's crazy. She has her own podcast. And then I know, um, Noella was Bronwyn's friend. <laughs> And she's a complete Republican. <laughs> this is going to be hilarious. She's on Instagram with a red, white, and blue lacy outfit. I'm like, she's saying I'm Republican right there, shoving it in everyone's face. So this she doesn't care. She doesn't care um, because Kelly keeps saying because I'm what do you call it? Is it left or right? By the way, here's Robin. Hi, how are you? Robin, my my right hand. She's my my brain right now. We love Robin. <laughs> Um, so, um, you know, all this political stuff happened during COVID and I'm not political. So Kelly kept saying it was political, but just to know Bronwyn's friends going on there was mean for me to be happy about, but in a way, karma is a bitch and it will come after you. I'm sure she's not so thrilled either. No, but I hope she's doing okay. It was best for her family. 
were you shocked? So like you said, like, so you were at the reunion, Andy made this announcement. Normally you find out right after Andy made this announcement. We have a lot to do. We have a lot to say. We have to change some things, reboot. Were you like on edge all those many, many, many weeks? Or you just really thought you were going back? 100% thought I was going back. Never even for a minute questioned it. I mean, I even talked to other producer. I mean, I talked to other people, other everything, and my contract was still in place. And, you know, I guess that just shows you that when the almighty dollar is, you know, the end result that everyone's disposable. Yes. You should have called me. I would have told you, this is my prediction of who's probably going to go just not (laughs) good or bad. Like no horse in the race. Like just, this is what from someone that does this, these are my predictions. You should have predicted it. It would have been great. Do you get as stressed out when planning a vacation as I do? Where to go, what to do, where to stay? I definitely needed some extra help in choosing the perfect spot for my next vacation. And that is why I turned to Apple Vacations. They're great. They're known as America's favorite vacation company for good reason. Just think of them, and this is music to my ears, as your one-stop shop for that next-level summer vacation. Apple Vacations will help you plan your entire getaway with confidence from start to finish. We're talking personalized service, exceptional values, and so much more. Plus, you can choose the most gorgeous destinations like Mexico, the Caribbean, Central America, Hawaii, and the continental U.S., Each all-inclusive Apple Vacations package includes round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, meals, drinks, entertainment, and tips. Nonstop transfers are also included at no additional cost at select hotels. So the entire vacation is as seamless as possible. For a limited time, you can use promo code SAND75 That's SAND75 and take $75 off your stay at Live Aqua in Cancun or Punta Cana. Just go to applevacations.com slash BTVR to get the steal of a deal to your favorite Live Aqua resort today. Again, just go to applevacations.com slash BTVR to get this amazing deal at your favorite Live Aqua resort today. You could have called me. I would have said this is at least a million dollars in upgrading houses for the show and all this shit I'm doing. (laughs) So when you just thought that, like, if you didn't hear that, you would like no hearing from anyone you thought meant you're going back. That's no, no. I heard a week before that I got it. So I prepared. I heard a week before they announced the night that they announced everybody. I got a, I got a call that day from my manager. And he was in Mexico sipping margaritas in a pool. And he's like, just got engaged. I'm like, great. And he goes, and by the way, you didn't get picked up. Sorry. I, 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 he goes, I don't know how to tell you this, but they pulled your contract when a week before they had already solidified the contracts. So I already have one. You don't have to redo it. You can just renegotiate, but I already have one. Um, and just said they pulled the whole contract. So I, I mean, I have, I, that contract included my Vargas vodka in there for so many years and, all sorts of stuff. So it was interesting that they just pulled it. And and I, I could probably do, you know, something about something, but I'm not going to, because I'm going to go out on top and I don't, I don't feel like ruffling, when, ruffling any feathers. When they reached out to you a week before, like what they say, like, congratulations, you're coming back. Here's your new contract. Like it went um, that specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
do, do you think like, did everyone get it? Like, do you think that was purposeful to like throw you off? Like, let's just give everyone a contract because we don't want word to leak. You know, Bravo is very much so like that. It could have been anything, darling. <laughs> I cannot say yes or no with this group. But, you know, I mean, they know how to build drama. Andy Cohen is excellent. He's brilliant mind. He knows how to build that anticipation, just like saying Tamara and Vicky are coming back. Who knows? And then they're doing some TikTok. Like, come on, ladies. <laughs> you know. Well, this is probably why when everyone's criticizing you when you were going around and saying like three days, there's going to be a big, exciting announcement, you know, yeah. all that stuff you did on Instagram. I assume yeah. now that makes sense. 100%. Interesting. Disappointing is more like it. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say. So when you found out, you took it hard. Well, at first, I was shocked. And my, my business instinct kicks in and I'm like, okay, I got to solve this other issues. Like the show is just part of marketing for me. It was like, yeah, I can go on the show, be stupid and have some fun with some girls, launch my vodka. My We Care Rescue Ranch is my primary goal um, to save the animals. And I thought this is going to be a great second season where I can focus on building the rescue, you know, building the brand. And I come from being a cult member to you know a housewife to you know or to divorced you know to you know building my empire after divorce and I it would have been a great storyline to have and yeah you know and the, the issue with me was that a lot of issue with the housewives in general is that they're not allowed into a lot of environments that are our own lives. For instance, I belong to Skibo Castle in Scotland and we were going to film there. Well, they absolutely would not let the housewives in there. <laughs> you know, I belong to the Madison Country Club in La Quinta, California. They absolutely won't let them film in their clubhouse. You know, so my life, they weren't really allowed to enter because of their persona of how they are. Um, and so I tried to bring as much to the table as I could, but the only thing I really had was my uh, rebuilding my life. They couldn't get access to everything. So, right. We would have found out more about Elizabeth Vargas in season two and you changed houses for the show. I mean, I know a lot of people have done that. No, no. Okay. So I kept my house. I bought another one and I wasn't going to upgrade it. But then when I was told I was for sure had the whole thing, I spent about a half a million dollars upgrading it. And so it was interesting because I just thought, well, it's going to be prettier and it will be fine for the show because frankly, it builds equity. So it wasn't as if it was just for the show, right. but the thought process was the show. And then I had my rescue that was at the property and it was just a pretty, it was my reality, but it was, the house was phenomenal. I wanted to have all the ladies there, have a whole spa days. I have, I mean, this two and a half acre, two, two acres in La Quinta at the Polo Estates with like everything you can imagine on this estate. And I got it for a killer deal. And I'm not a stupid woman. And so, you know, paid cash for it. And I said, okay, next season, we're going to do this, this, and this. Then when I was told I had it, I said, okay, that's fine. If I have six months to film or five months, whatever it was, four months, whatever it was, February, February, March, April, no, three months, I'm going to paint the whole thing, remodel it. So I've been remodeling this whole thing. And then to get fired, I'm laughing because if I, I'm just like, this is hilarious, like whatever. So it wasn't really for the show, but obviously I want to, have it nice because that's yeah. what I do and you know whatever <laughs> well at least you know listen I can't tell you how many ex-housewives I sit with you know that have been let go that tell me that they left on their own and they explain why and I'm just like 
it's not my place to call you out, but I don't believe a word you're saying. So at least you're saying that you got fired, Elizabeth. That's you're ahead of I most. <laughs> you know that 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 thing where they say you're fired. That was pretty much what happened. <laughs> I have been fired from many jobs too, if it makes you feel any better. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but a lot of housewives don't say that. There's a story about how they left on their own and there's a whole backstory. And I'm like, hmm, well, I know that that's not true, but okay, let's go with that. So I think at least you're being honest. Well, but there are some other influential reasons why they pick certain cast members over other cast members. And I wish that story would come out, but I cannot expose that story today. People that are currently going back. Um, so, yeah, there's some there's some, you know, it's all political. It, it is what it is. And, you know, now that. You know, Evolution doesn't own the production. I mean, they own, they own, you know, they're, they got bought out and now it's an MGM company and then they got bought out. Now it's a corporate top where it's like numbers, fired, fired, yes, no. I mean, look what they're doing to, what's that other city? Yeah. Dallas. I mean, they're just cleaning house there too. And it's all corporate numbers now. It's like, okay, COVID fucked everybody up. Let's just revamp and start all over. So it, I think it's a good thing for the network, but a bad thing for individuals like me. So. And you think certain people that are still there, it's political because they have some ties or their salaries lower or something to that effect no you know I don't really can't say why um I have my own ideas of why and I've heard through the grapevine why like a big time but um I can't go into the finances and prove what was transferred what wasn't I can't go into the I can't prove anything and frankly I don't want to and if they want to cast that cast and uh eliminate us there's obviously a logical reason they have a lot of money behind them they're not going to make a mistake they're not going to do something that is going to hinder the 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 company so i'm not going to argue i'm going to say okay you made the right decision (laughs) okay we you can say that were you shocked at i mean once you got over the initial i mean you're not necessarily over it but putting yourself aside were you shocked that kelly and bronwyn were also let go or not necessarily no i was told they were already going to be let go so I was told who was going to be the new, I was told Noelle was going to be on there and, you know, I was told a bunch of stuff. So, and I was, you know, told other things, but, you know. Anyone who listens to this podcast knows that I make decisions based on what is good for me, not everyone else. I live my life unapologetically and authentically as myself. And that is why when it came time to lose weight, the only thing that worked for me was Noom. What I loved about Noom is that they don't label foods good or bad, foods permitted and foods that are never permitted. They take a psychology-based approach and rather than focus on the food, they focus on why we make the choices that we do. Noom has helped me break so many bad habits, particularly with sugar. I love sugar candy, Skittles, Swedish Fish, Starburst, you name it, I love it. Rather than just say those foods weren't allowed, Noom helped me understand why I have these cravings, especially at certain times of the day. And slowly I started to change these habits. I crave sugar less, I shopped better. Noom, I cannot recommend enough. The app is so easy to use all Also, and what I love best is it only takes 10 minutes of your time a day, just 10 minutes. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. You can sign up for this trial at noom.com slash velvet. 
That's right. By listening to this podcast, you too get to try Noom. You can sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash Velvet. And Noom is N O. O-M, noom.com slash velvet. Go there, sign up for your trial and let me know how it works out for you guys. It's great and it has really helped me. Do you think, you think Noella and Heather will be good additions? Oh yeah, you kidding me? Because <laughs> uh, Noella, she has like a sex dungeon up in Crystal Cove that I've heard all about. So I can't wait for that to come out. <laughs> That would be interesting. <laughs> and, you know, there's all this weird shit going on between <laughs> Heather. I, I don't know Heather, but, you know, I know Kelly doesn't like her. I don't know why I'm not seeing the show, why they hate each other, but apparently they really hate each other. So I might actually go back and watch some of the stuff to just to get a idea of who Heather is. What season was she on anyway? She was on for a bunch of seasons. I have to pull the exact ones, but it was, I think, like early a on, right? Yeah, not like early, but like a good chunk of the middle. You know, Heather and Terry have a huge house. It is gorgeous. Yeah. I personally think it's real money. I don't necessarily think all the housewives have real money. I think that's just my opinion. See, now you're getting me to be shady now. Well, let's just be shady about it because it's true. (laughs) I I mean, I, I know how the sausage is made myself, but Heather and Terry, I think, are the real deal. And Heather is possibly maybe the farthest thing from Kelly when I think of two personalities. Heather is oh. more proper and we don't say things that are not appropriate. And so, I mean, listen, the rumor was, Some I mean, people she's- have a gag order. I mean, a gag reflex. They just <laughs> puke everything they say. <laughs> I mean, Heather has said in, in public that she will never come back to the show if Kelly was so on it. I mean, that's just, she's put it out there. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do you think that had something to do with Kelly being like, oh, oh more? Uh, you know, I know I was fired because I was the easiest to be fired. And it was like, okay, she brought some, but not great. You know, I was like, okay, she brought a lot of darkness because, you know, the whole Bronwyn brought a lot of darkness to last season. It was very deep and it was not what I thought. I thought we we're supposed to be getting drunk, drinking tequila with Spanx on. I didn't realize we we're going to be talking about cults, child molestation, um, lesbianness, and coming out and, and cheating on your husband and children having I never knew all this stuff was going to come out so it became very dark for me and I couldn't wait for the season to be over so I think that whoever they were going to cast which I think they did an excellent job um but maybe that's maybe that's just me I don't know them so um I, I just knew they were going to be a brighter more linear type cast um in my opinion I think that's what they want. I think once one person stands out too much, you think you're doing the right thing, but I think it's the opposite. Personally, I think it puts a target on your back and they don't want an outlier. They want, you want you to speak and be reactive, but not have so much. Yeah. I mean, do you think, listen, a lot of viewers have said, we don't buy it. I mean, this is all over, you know, we don't buy that you are an alcoholic, a lesbian. I, don't shoot the messenger. This is just what's all over line. <laughs> I already but, read it all, honey. <laughs> open marriage. There's, it's too much. Like, there's too many things here. Like, do you believe that? Like, do you think Bronwyn's faking some of this stuff? Well, Bronwyn, Bronwyn's mother should tell you it all. <laughs> I think by watching, you know, you are a product of your environment. And I think that an attention seeker, a narcissist needs attention from all angles. And I think she was willing to sacrifice her family for that attention because she thought she deserved it. 
But I'm sorry, when you have eight kids, how many kids you have? Seven. Seven kids. That's how much I got to know my cast, see? <laughs> when you have seven kids, you give up your life. Your life is now those kids. So to watch her train wreck go through last season, um, I really think she was reaching. And then for her to go to rallies and then not wear masks when you're supposed to wear masks and, you know, have photographers everywhere. We don't even have to talk. Kobe Bryant, bless your soul, always walked around Newport Beach, never had a photographer take a photo. <laughs> so I thought it was a little much. And then when she used me for even more, that's when I was like, I'm going to cut your non-balls off, bitch. Let me get this straight right now. I don't wait till next season, <laughs> but they fired me. <laughs> And you knew that was coming. Like, you knew that she contacted her ex-husband. Like, you knew it during no, I filming. Knew at the end. No, I didn't even know till the very end. That's what I said the bottom was. Right. I couldn't figure out how my ex-husband knew all this. I kept getting these orders sent to me. And I was paying a fortune. And I was wow. like, how does he know what I'm saying during filming? How does he know I said that walking down the boardwalk? How does right. he know? He's like, he even told me, I have a text from him. I have an insider that's very close to you on production. So I even contacted Evolution. I'm like, you guys need to figure out who your mole is because I'm getting these letters sent from my lawyers about shit I'm saying on the show that's supposed to be private. And how was my ex-husband? I never knew the whole time that she was a stalker, stalked him, contacted him, got all the information in my history, my scoop, befriended him because, you know, he loves famous people. And then my ex-husband loves famous people. And, um, and so, you know, did all this stuff and i i was clueless because i was a kind person i was trying to take her for face value like this poor woman is lost she doesn't know what she is and so you know and there, it was just it was just a, a that was my situation where i was very disappointed and and her the cat you know the dynamic and i got along with all the other girls literally love gina to death love emily love kelly love shannon i i just don't know why she was so against me. Did you hear from any of them? Like Gina, Emily, Shannon, like those that are staying. We talk even all the time, every, all the time that we always send each other funny memes about certain things. (laughs) So that's gotta be a good byproduct that like, you know, you have these real friends now, like in the OC that you can hang with. It was very cool because at the very end, Shannon reached out to me uh, Gina and her family stayed at my house during COVID for their spring break. Her, I let her whole family stay at my beach house. Um, you know, uh, you know, Emily stayed there with one of her friends. You know, I let people use my assets because that's what friends are for. You don't want to be growing up lonely and stuff without sharing it. So I, I didn't, you know, at first they were like, well, we don't want you to have to share your stuff to be friends with us. And I said, well, that's not what I want. I want you to enjoy it if you can with your families during COVID because it's a safe environment. And it's germ-free and all sorts of weird stuff. And so I kind of pushed my way a little bit into their friendship, but then we all ended up connecting and now we're all friends and now I'm off the show. (laughs) I'm like, oh, well, so much for that. (laughs) Are you going to watch next season? You know, I was really grumpy and bitchy the other day and I'm like, fuck this. And I unfollowed everybody. I'm like, I don't want to watch all this Bravo shit. Um, And then I said, you know what, Elizabeth, you'll probably watch next season. So refollow everybody. And is any part of you, you know, like Misery Loves Company, like, you know, because you have this, the Brahmin, like you said, you have to be, you could say you're happy that she was also let go. 
Yeah, I'm actually very happy that she was let go, not just for her, but for her entire family. Because there was some dark stuff happening in the background that only the cast knew was happening to her family. And she did everything she could to make sure it did not come out into the public what was happening to her family. And I still will never expose what was actually happening to your family, but there was a lot of dark stuff. And Andy Cohen came out and said, they after the reunion, they felt bad about her family. And there's a reason for that. It was a big problem what was happening. And I don't think Bravo wanted to be responsible for that. So That is kind of what Andy said, not in so many words. He said, we just felt yeah. she was going through a a lot in life and this may not be the right time yeah and you don't want to share here today behind the velvet rope elizabeth vargas what this is um you know it's not my place and i think that if i had children i would not want anyone else exposing their issues so i i would love to say something and then go viral but it's not my place (laughs) as much as i want to go viral right now be pissed off i'm not going to be (laughs) i mean you can't Fault a girl for trying, right? I mean, no, darling, but you're I'm very just, good at it, by the way. <laughs> that's what I'm working with you. It's probably come out. <laughs> I've been told that I am good at that, so I just figured I would slip that in there. Maybe you could ask her next interview with her what that deep, dark family secret was. Hmm. <laughs> Mental <laughs> note. <laughs> Mental note to self are you, I guess, so you're not, you're not shocked about Kelly going. I mean, I'm I'm a little shocked maybe. No. You know, I was thinking Kelly was going to maybe stay until the very end um, because she brings a lot of users and a lot of fans. She brings a lot of drama that's unnecessary that people can't stand. I mean, that's good TV. People love to hate. And I think Bravo, when they said revamp, they didn't want people to hate. They wanted to love to love to hate the situation, not to hate the person. So I think that they were all starting to hate her and not the situation of us on the housewives. It was just her. And when Andy brought up during the reunion that she, um, you know, the whole social media doesn't like you. I mean, social media is only 5% of the viewership. So you got to think about this. I mean, what really matters are the big numbers, right? I mean, social media matters, but these big numbers are what really keeps you on the show. Yeah. So when he brought up the social media, that's when it was like, oh, now we might have a problem. Now, now, now the people have a voice, <laughs> right? And so that's when I knew there would be probably some issues. What, how do you feel you were misunderstood? Like you said, like, if you came back, we'd see a different Elizabeth, you know, like people, the fans say this was the worst season in the history of RHOC. A lot of people say this is the worst housewife season ever of any franchise. Horrible, bad, yuck. What do you say to that? I agree. I absolutely did not like, I loved how they, I loved their professionalism. But the storylines were horrific. And I think that some storylines are better off left unsaid, uh, left off of Housewives. Like my storyline should never been exposed on this show. It should have been exposed somewhere else later. Um, And I blame Bronwyn for that, for kind of bringing in the darkness. Um, And it's not really Bronwyn's fault. It's more like it was the only storyline. But there were so many more storylines that could have pulled out of me that were actually me and not this weird past thing that I wasn't ready to deal with. That was like something completely out of left field for me. Uh, And so uh, I didn't go on there going, yeah, let's go ahead and expose my family. Fuck you too. (laughs) 
And so, uh, you know, I think that if, I think it was a little way too dark, especially for the audience. The audience loves the drama and the, the fun, the drinking, the travels, the trips, the falling over each other, the going out in weird, stupid outfits and hanging on, you know, lushy men, you know, whatever. Not like this deep, let's think about it during COVID while you're on your couch <laughs> and get miserable. So I think the revamp made sense. They want fun drama. Would yeah. you have, so you were pretty like this whole cult storyline. Like you never, at oh. this point, you weren't ready. You weren't going to bring this up. No, absolutely. It's not a housewife. I came on there to have fun with the ladies, with smart, intelligent, fun. What I thought was, you know, fun ladies. And then um, it became a just nightmare for me. So, you know. Is any part of you happy that this is out? the whole cult thing, just in the sense that like, okay, it's out. You know, I've had a rough time with it. Um, I was looking forward to the next season, showing people how, when you're a survivor, you can actually build your life around being a survivor and not being a victim of, you know, Bronwyn or a Bravo, a Bronwyn, a cult of anything. Uh, And I didn't get that chance. So I have another network that's going to give me a chance and I'm very excited about it. It's more, um, I get to kind of, I'm going to figure out my next, my next life. So yeah, I mean, it's very, not what I expected, but I think the universe has a plan for me and I can't believe that it's exposed. Cause I, you know, I'm single now. Jimmy and I are no longer, we broke up. And so I have to go out and try and date and meet someone that now knows all this stuff. Now I was on a housewife show. Who's going to want to date me? <laughs> I'm like, great. What am I going to do? Go on a show with <laughs> Lost in Love, <laughs> Whirlwind Fantasies. <laughs> well, here's the good news. Um, you know, I think 99% of the people watching are gay men and women. So I know. <laughs> they're like the the percentages are on your side, but I That's do understand. That's true. That's true. I and do I understand. Someone, but you know. <laughs> have people like just in Orange County because I'm in Orange County a lot I know a lot of the past housewives there I'm friends with lots of them I come to visit you know it's a smaller community like do people like how do have people reacted are they like oh there she is that's the girl in the cult so this is what's interesting and I was discussing this with my mother um this morning because you know having that exposed has been you know to my peers in Orange County it's very very difficult I you know I I didn't want to leave my house for any time after it was aired. And I was petrified that I would walk because, you know, I, no one knows me for that. They know me as this positive, happy-go-lucky girl who's trying to make it through her divorce. Not like that. And I didn't want that exposed. And frankly, my bubble here, I like the bubble because I can go running at 11 o'clock at night and feel safe with my dog. I like, I liked it being in my soul, but not, exposed to the world so when it was exposed I was devastated and I but but for some reason I got uh everyone was like being loving towards me they were giving me this passion and this love that I didn't understand and I never even knew existed by coming out I was like okay this is like a relief and so in a way for me to expose it during COVID during that dark show when everyone was dark anyway because of COVID everyone was already in their heads kind of letting it out was almost a relief so to answer your question yes I think it was the universe doing the right thing at the right time and then telling me to move forward so and it's your authentic story I think that's why people probably 
gravitated towards you because they're like good or bad, whatever it is, like you're this, you're real authentic. I think that's ultimately what an audience wants. And the minute they smell acting or inauthenticity (laughs) or there for the wrong reasons, people are done with that particular housewife. Yes. I have read the comments, believe me. (laughs) Yes. What you might be back on TV. So, um, you know, I'm always a hustler. (laughs) I'm always trying to, my vodka, I was going to do anyway. And those who know me know I was going to do it nine years ago. And I didn't because I was married and, you know, all this other stuff was happening. I was getting married, actually. And um, so I decided to do it during my divorce. And when I got the opportunity for the show, it was a perfect opportunity to to marry the two. Um, So I got it on the last show, the last, the finale. My brother is serving Vargas Vodka at the bar. So I succeeded in launching it on the housewife show, right? Even though I didn't get a second season of advertising it because Kelly had her water, everybody has something. You can't just get on here for nothing and pay to play. You gotta like have some type of product. So, you know, I was already gonna do it. So I, I spoke to some people that are very high up in some networks and there's a lot of mergers and acquisitions going on right now. And there's a lot of open slots and a lot of budgeting and a lot of budgets to go around for new TV. So I did a little blast on my Instagram, which I would love your viewers to go on my Instagram homepage and tell me what type of show you want to see out of Orange County. Um, and so I was given the opportunity to kind of put something together and just figure it out. So I was racking my brain because I was going through the getting fired part and, you know, you're a little sad and you're like, <laughs> what can I do? You're on your Instagram, fuck you. <laughs> and then I was like, hey, I'm just going to ask the audience because my brain fog. Um, and I got a lot of great responses. So to answer your question in a long form, um, yes, I will be back on television. It's just a matter of time and a matter of what. Was there any one or two responses that like stuck out to you of like, hmm, that's an interesting show idea. So I, you know, I wanted more of a, I was, I, my show ideas were lame because I wanted more of a business entrepreneurial, Orange County, follow some entrepreneurs around, partying, not partying, what do they do, raising capital, and then at the end they get funded. Um, or I wanted a t- uh, dating show where it's like, okay, middle-aged people, 30 to 50 dating in Orange County, single, ready to mingle, divorced, not divorced. You don't have to be rich. Just what is Orange County really about? Like they missed all that on the show. None of that, none of our real lives are seen that are actually on, we are, we work a lot. None of that show in Orange County Housewives. It's like a bunch of spoiled rich women with husbands, and, you know, and their nails done, but really you know, we work our butts off. That's why I think, you know, Heather Dubrow works a lot. You know, there's a lot of that where, you know, people want to see that. Um, yeah. And then the other idea was uh, like a rescue ranch show, but that's no drama. I mean, no one wants to see animals die, but you want to incorporate it into my future. Um, but you have any good ideas for me? I mean, I think the dating is certainly, because like I said, like I know a lot of these past Orange County housewives and you know like I know what the scene is in Orange County it's a it's different than lots of other places in the world I mean I'm in New York it's certainly different than New York City it's a it's a that would be a good show what about like fabulous and flirty you know and then it's like you know you have you know it doesn't matter sex male female whatever what's really happening here would be great you know and different you know there's a lot of exposure as far as 
different types of, like when Brahman was making fun of Orange County saying we're so closed off in a bubble, I'm sorry, Brahman, but we have just as many lesbians as in this other area than anywhere else that are not even shown anywhere. We have just as many entrepreneurs, just as many broke housewives as rich ones, just as many fabulous, like one of my um, guy friends, he's a, he's a, a kind of a showgirl. He sings amazing jazz. He's awesome. He should definitely be on a show somewhere. He's dating, can't find anyone. He's six foot something, blonde, gorgeous, you know, in Orange County. I mean, I take him out a couple times and I'm like, fuck it, let's just go. <laughs> yeah. So there's so many cool things that need to be exposed that aren't yachting. All my friends have yachts. They don't show any of that shit on the housewives. All my friends have jets. All my friends, but we don't need to show all that. We need to show like, you know, the real stuff. How is have you started dating now that you and Jimmy are not together? Like, are you on the dating apps? How's that going? No, I took, I, mm. <laughs> <laughs> You could be honest. Uh, no, actually, I, I did meet a cowboy. That was nice. Um, but he doesn't even live in... I met, so far, two guys, and both guys live out of town. One's Canadian, and one's from Idaho. I meet people all the time that do not live in New York City, so I, I've just opened it up now to you can live anywhere. That's my new thing. Like, I just... Just crack those nuts. What's I'm like, who... I'm like, I have a job I can do anywhere in the world. Like, I mean... I would always have ties to New York city. Don't get me wrong, but like the same thing. I always meet people. No, I'm single. Do you want to fix me up? I might have somebody for you. Hmm. (laughs) The guys, the guys in orange County are cute. Actually. Um, it's all, there's a lot. Yes. Come to my house on the beach, sit there for two hours and just watch them walk by. It's all you got to do for motivation. You're like, you're thirsty. (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot to look at so you're not you're like you're dipping your toe into the dating pool is what you're saying I love being in a relationship I'm I love to I just love that t- togetherness you know and and it's kind of sad when you kind of create your life and you create this and you know Jimmy and I were wonderful together just I'm too much for him he's a very conservative Catholic boy and I'm just kind of I'm a lot so, you know, I have to have somebody, I was thinking maybe a rock star or maybe like somebody like in the Richard Branson part of the world, I mean, aviation. <laughs> I could see that with you. You need someone <sighs> kind of, yeah, someone outgoing, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. What about, have you heard from anyone like Emily, Shannon, the people that are remaining, like, what are their reactions to, oh my God, Heather's coming or is so it like, yay? they haven't heard, they haven't said anything about that um we've just kept in touch but I know that a lot of them don't like Heather so I they have been very quiet to me because I haven't really talked to anybody but I can tell there's a sense of oh fuck <laughs> she's gonna bring it I have a feeling I don't know who she is but I'm Heather not. doesn't play around yeah I'm excited what about who just knowing Noella, who do you think is going to like get along with her the best? And who do you think she'll clash with out of like Shannon, Gina, Emily? Oh, man, I think she's going to clash with all of them. I, I really don't think she's, she might get along with Heather to grow eventually, but I think she's going to clash with all of them. Um, you know, I, I know her pretty well uh, and <laughs> I can't see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be interesting. Does she feel like justice of like, bye Bronwyn, sorry. 
you know, I don't know what she feels. I don't know her that way. I'm not a friend of hers. Um, I know of her and I know a lot of things just like people think they know me. So I can't really say anything, you know, it's just what I've heard uh, that she's completely opposite of Bronwyn, but really wanted to be on the show. So she was doing everything she could to be on the show. She'd already tried before. Um, so I think she's going to bring it because she saw what happened to me first season in an out burger. And, uh, I think she's going to want a second. So do you think it makes it harder to be let go after one season or easier? You know, I could see both sides of the argument. You know, I've never been housewife and fired by Andy Cohen. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. <laughs> uh, Andy couldn't even get my name right on Watch What Happens Live. So that's how much I've meant to the franchise. <laughs> Sometimes you need to be on a few times before Andy gets the name right. I have noticed that about other people as well. Yeah. So I, I don't think, I think who they cast, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited for the season. Um, I think Andy did the network right by recasting a bunch of people, um, whether it's right or wrong. I cannot tell you until we watch the first show. Do you know any of the past, like Tamara, Vicky, Alexis Bellino, all these people, Lynn Curtin? So I researched Tamara and Vicky when I got hired and I already reached out to Tamara a long time ago because I had trouble sleeping because she has a Vena CBD. Yeah. So I'm already buying and I Instagram and said, I love your CBD. Thank you. And I wasn't verified. Nothing. I was nobody. And she replied. She was like, thank you. If you know, you need anything else to let me know. So I've been using her CBD forever. And, you know, I, I don't know them. And Tamara and I were going to go to lunch at one point. And then, you know, the drama came into fold and we never went to lunch. But I do regret not being able to work with Vicky or Tamara because they're icons. <laughs> They are icons. They are. They are like the housewife icons, especially Tamara's boobs every time she's in a hot tub. <laughs> well, the rumor is she's coming back as a friend. That's the rumor that I keeps circulating. So. She knows how to bring it too. Talk to me about Vargas Vodka. I mean, I'm not just saying this because you're here. I mean, if there's, I drink martinis, period, the end. Vodka straight up in a martini glass, chilled with a lime twist. And that is my drink. So I am your customer, but tell you me all about it. <laughs> Vodka's my thing. So my ex-husband never let me drink her liquor um, when we were at board meetings. So I used to sneak vodka into my champagne <laughs> all over the world. In every country, the bartenders knew me as ordering mama juice. I called it mama juice because I'm like, give me a little mama juice. Um, and I would walk around with my, um, my champagne vodka. And I said to myself, one day I'm going to make a champagne vodka drink. Well, that gives people hangovers. So I kind of just ended with vodka. And then uh, nine years ago, I had uh, pitched a friend about launching the vodka and they said, no, whatever. And then I heard John Paul DeJoria had stole Patron tequila and he had never had a vodka and he doesn't drink vodka, but he also likes to make money. So uh, I was you know, going to be on the housewife show. And I was already going to do it. I pitched him on the vodka and I said, I want it purely. I want it clean. I want it all organic. I want gluten-free corn. I want corn, which is the original vodka. I want it to taste good. And I want it to go down smooth so that you can keep drinking it all night long. <laughs> and so um, it was, a, took us about a year during COVID. We kept formulating, formulating. He said, yes, by the way. Um, he'd already had a small distillery, but then decided to build a bigger one um, just to make sure that if we were going to do the vodka, everything was going to work out. Um, just selling myself to John Paul DeJoria for vodka was pretty huge, okay? Seriously. Not many people can say John no. Paul DeJoria ever doing a vodka. So, 
That's you know, hard. I just said, you know, go big or go home. If I'm going to go alcohol during COVID where everyone's getting wasted, I may as well go to the top and ask John Paul if he wants to do it. So I had already known he and his wife, Eloise, from events. So anyway, uh, we now, uh, at the very end of the year last year, he came up with all these formulas. I went with a couple friends of mine. We sat in the me meeting. John Paul came in I, I, and he sat down. He goes, okay, this is our final you know, six vodkas. We had a distiller. We had the partners there, lined them up. And I got, I brought two Mexicans because, you know, they drink tequila. <laughs> I, yes. brought a, I brought an entrepreneur and a marketing guy. I bought, I brought two different age ranges and me. So I thought I'll just see, you know, whatever. So we tasted the vodka and out of the end of the tasting, he's like, congratulations. You just picked the most expensive vodka to distill. <laughs> So he ends up, uh, he started distilling a seven times distilled pure grain corn vodka for me, which is going to help feed the animals a percentage of every bottle. So I'm very, I'm very thrilled with that. Wow. Did you ever look into like skinny girl or think of reaching out to Bethany Frankel when you way back when you first had this idea? Ooh, yes, I did. But I, you know, she's so great. I just, I just stalk her on Instagram. So I watch, you know, everything she does. I watch when she leaves off Instagram. I, I watch how she does her marketing. Oh, she's, I love her. I, that's one reason that I have a, such a long contract with the housewives is they told me that Bethany, they didn't, you know, that wasn't the right deal. They didn't realize you could build something up like that on their show and they don't own any of it. So they wanted to have something with me. That's why I was shocked I was fired because I'm like, guys, you lost out on a fuck ton of money. <laughs> so it was kind of a, a weird, you know, um, sorry about my mouth. Um, no, I was going to say they like call it the Bethany clause. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, yeah. she changed the game for every contract now. Yeah. So you know, I, she's great and I watch her and I admire her. And one day I hope to have lunch with her. <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, I mean, like it's all worked out, but I'm just thinking way back when you were looking for somebody, she would have been, you know, a good person. I know, but you know. <laughs> she is, I mean, listen, she's done it right. Talk to me, but at least you can say your product was launched on Housewives. Yes. Talk to me about the animal rescue. We care rescue ranch. I mean, these guys right here. Hello. Oh. <laughs> my dog. They're all sleeping. Oh my God. <laughs> We're at my how, office. How many dogs do you have? Just one or just one. Uh Jimmy, I had the other rescue, but Jimmy has um Jimmy has him and Robin has her little oh he's under here for a little guy. I know I was gonna say uh, I saw another dog, I think. Yeah. So um so we care rescue ranch. Animals have always been there for me. And during my divorce, um I just had Coda. And I realized, you know, I could start a rescue ranch and it would give me purpose because you can have everything in the world, but you don't have purpose. You, you know, you have nothing really, you know that. And so it's kind of like, I needed purpose and I needed drive and animals give me that drive. So I went around to try and find a rescue ranch, like a property in Orange County. And if you ever were, I don't know, back in the day, you can see my Facebook and Instagram on We Care Rescue Ranch, um, you see these properties. Well, then all of a sudden I get this opportunity to be on the show. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I could do my vodka. This is like the trifecta of wonderfulness. My vodka, the rescue and the housewives. Well then COVID hits right away. And I can't go look at properties. I'm stuck in my house. And I said, what do I do now? And so I, um, I just said, well, I'll just start donating to rescues, finding out what's out there. So I 
my first um, donation, not my first, but my big one was I, I found a thousand pounds of meat for a wolf rescue. Um, wow. And she couldn't find any meat because they eat Costco um, expired food, you know, and there was no leftover food because of COVID. So I called every meat packing people anywhere. And I'm like, do you have any extra meat? Can I buy some meat for you? Finally, one guy, and this is a miracle. Like, I think it was 22 miles away from where she was at with these wolves. Because these wolves were dying. They needed to eat. Um, said, I'll give it to you for a dollar a pound. You can have, a th- you know, I need a thousand pounds. So, I mean, wow. I, I did a lot more than that, but I kept buying meat. So then I knew where I could get the meat. So he sold to me at wholesale for, for the wolf. So then I realized I could actually make a difference by researching what's out there and necessary. Um, and now that COVID's lifted, um, we finally got our 501c3 and we raised our first amount of money from uh, Peace, Love and Happiness Foundation from John Paul DeJoria and Eloise. Thank you very much. Um, they gave us our first donation and now we're looking into spay and neuter, uh, mobile spay and neuter facility to kind of eliminate the actual problem, which is overpopulation. So we're going to start there and then we're also going to rescue and bring to other rescues that are already there, donate to some of them, not a lot, but really focus on spay and neutering because there's no None of those are anywhere. So they just keep having babies because they're $600 to spay and neuter an animal. That's stupid. That's crazy. Yeah. So we're, we're, I'm very excited about it. And I think that the next show I do is going to really bring that out. And I think animals are wonderful and, you know, animals are our soul and they just look right at us and might into our soul. So they deserve to be taken care of. There's no drama with the animals. No. Well, there is when there's a cat and dog in the same room, but. (laughs) Or when they get sick, but short of that. Yeah. So, I mean, I know you touched upon this a little bit, but like overall, like, what do you think is like the biggest misconception? Like if people like what, like, what do you think people out there think about you from this one season that just, you're like, you got it wrong. This is what Elizabeth Vargas is, not what this. Oh, the money thing. You know, when I was with my ex-husband, I never posted my jet. I never posted the helicopters, like maybe two posts. I didn't post anything. And then my stepdad has a gun and I went like this and I post, I, I'm not a, what do you call it? A NRA. What is it? NRA. NRA. No, I'm not even going to say that on camera. <laughs> you know, I'm not those people. Like I, I'm like, you know, I would never shoot anything. I would never nothing. I'm like, I couldn't believe people ate me alive for this picture with my stepdad's gun. Right. Um, but I understand, um, you know, now that I'm on television, um, and the money thing, you know, I never, people never knew I had anything when I was with my ex. He told everybody what he had. I was just sat there and listened to the word I constantly in every conversation. Um, and so when I was on the show, they wanted to hear it. What are you getting? How much are you work? And I'm like this, I'm so uncomfortable. Cause I never even talked about that when I was with him. So the misconception was that I'm a money hungry, Newport beach, shallow minded, you know, Ferrari driving car person, which I mean, some of it's true, but (laughs) everyone likes nice things, but I like to give back more than I like. I I give back more than people will ever know. So, and it was never shown on television. So, Well, I am sorry. You're not coming back for another season. I would have watched, but we're going to have you on another show soon, hopefully. Yes where anything else you want to bring up anything else we didn't cover I always feel well I mean I do have one more question for you too before you 
go into your, I just thought of it. I mean, there are housewives that are gone. Some are on for one season, some are on for 10 seasons, and then they're gone. And some of them, listen, a lot of them move on and move on in life. And then others, they're still talking about it 10 years later about getting back on the show. Where do you think you fall in this now? I know it's just this to say you've had a bad month is understandable. It's like the five stages of grief. Well, of course I want to go back on the show. I, the show is, is I want the experience of what everybody was raving about. Everyone's like, you just won the lotto. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> like, this doesn't feel like the lottery to me. Um, and so I want to experience, you know, going to New York. I want to, I want to experience BravoCon. I want to, I do want to dress up now that I'm, free of divorce and single and I want to go out and mingle. And so I, I wouldn't mind being obviously back on the show, but you know, if they asked me back, that would be great. And if they don't, then it's okay. You won't harbor it for 10 years. Like some, some no, office. no, I'll have another show. I'm probably on a network by then, but yeah. There you go. <laughs> what else you want to leave us with? What, what didn't I cover? I like to give people a chance at the end to bring, you can bring up anything you would like. Anything? Um, yes, anything. doing really well. Um, the best thing that just happened on my mom's birthday yesterday was my sister showed up. So she's been obviously on the show, you know, that she's been missing and homeless. And she showed up last night just to say hi and then left late at night at 10 at night and left at 11. But she showed up, so she's alive and well. So if anyone is wondering, my sister is doing decent. <laughs> So you, that was like the, just, she showed up and no one really expected her to be there. No, no. my wow. mom's birthday yesterday, her 69th. And, uh, she's like, I couldn't believe it. So this is amazing news. I mean, she's alive. So. And then when she leaves, I mean, you guys try to say, don't leave, like, let's stay in touch or it just doesn't, I mean, that's my own lack of knowledge of how it works or just no, like she's alive and that's good. And let's just. We've given up on trying to pull her. She can only be pulled when she's willing to be pulled. Um, so that's one thing. The next thing is um, please go to WeCareRescueRanch.org. We're going to put up our site here. I've been working on it. So it's not a perfect site, but, um, and you can uh, donate to the animals on WeCareRescueRanch.org. And we are certified 501c3, so you'll get a write-off. Um, and also please follow VargasVodka.com because a percentage of every bottle goes to these little animals. Um, so, you know, we have to live life, not just for making money. We have to live life with purpose. And this is my purpose. So I hope that you guys can support me. And a lot of people don't. So that's great. And is Vargas Vodka, is that available in any retail or it's solely online at this point? Um, no, it's, it's all over California retail, like everywhere. Oh, wow. High times, tons of bars. But as far as national distribution, go to um, Liquor Stars. It's actually on my Instagram profile and on VargasVodka.com. Click on that link and you can buy it and it will be delivered in 48 hours. So it's LiquorStars.com or VargasVodka.com. I will order some for the house just to... <laughs> I will Thank let you know how smooth it goes down. Oh, you're going to love it. If you love martinis, honey, you're going to love it. <laughs> I don't want anything in my vodka except a vodka. The vermouth can stay on the side. Thank you very much. I'm the same way. With like a nice lime or I prefer a lemon twist. I'm not going to get upset if you serve it with a lime, a, a, a lemon twist. I prefer a lime, but either or just that little bit of no olives, nothing. You're yeah. so funny. Like I, am. I, I actually drink it warm. No one drinks it. They go, well, how do you drink it? Me? I go, I will go into a restaurant because I literally go into all the restaurants myself, a lot of them, and sell them like, hey, buy my vodka. So we do a tasting and I'm like, no, they go, how do you drink it? And I said, warm. And they go, 
what? And I go, cause you get, you really get to know the vodka when you drink it just straight out of the bottle. So I suggest you try that first just so you see the quality and then mix it with a little bit of, of your lime. I will try drinking it warm first. <laughs> we will keep in touch. I will DM you so we can keep in touch. Let yeah. you, I'll let you know when this is coming out. Great. You have been amazing. Where can everyone find you again online? Just so everyone can follow. It's just um, on Instagram at Elizabeth Lynn Vargas or my website, ElizabethLynnVargas.com or my Facebook, Elizabeth Lynn Vargas or my, do I, I don't use Twitter. Um, it's all about the gram. It's just Elizabeth Lynn Vargas. If you go in, um, you know, generally I respond on my Instagram. I try as much as possible. Me too. I'm the same yeah. way. And when the next time I'm in the OC, I will let you know. Yes. I appreciate you sharing all this. I am sorry you were fired. It's almost July. It's a new month. How do you end this? Sorry you're fired. Glad to be you, not be you. (laughs) Well, again, I have been fired from so many jobs. So this is why I'm working for myself at the Behind the Velvet Row podcast. So I understand it. Yeah. I used to have a different company before this. I'm like, I'm an entrepreneur myself. So I get it. So... I mean, fire's not so bad if you can keep your eyes open and understand that it's happening for a reason. It's okay. And this is why we're entrepreneurs and we're not employees. <laughs> and it's out of your control. Like there's nothing you could have yeah. done differently. It's just, it's what's meant to be. And when one door closes, two more open. See, I'm leaving on a positive oh note, Elizabeth. <laughs> You're wonderful. I... And what are you, by the way? Yontif? Yeah, Yontif. Jewish. I'm like German Jewish. Oh, German. Really? Okay. Awesome. What's Vargas? Uh, Mexican. German Mexican. I'm German Mexican. I knew that. I'm German Jewish. I'm not religious, but I am like culturally Jewish, but I'm not really religious. You're, got it, got it. I'm like, you know, listen, just give me a vodka. That's my religion. Okay. (laughs) Like (laughs) it's true. No, as as soon as I knew I was speaking to you and my people were like, it's going to happen. I'm like, I really want to know about this Vargas vodka. Like this isn't just me kissing your ass. Like it's truly, I am your customer over here. I can't wait for you to try it. And thank you so much for having me on today. And I appreciate you just being kind and funny. (laughs) You're amazing. Thank you for being so open and honest. And I will slip into your DMs and thank your team for making this happen. Absolutely. Thank you, David. Keep in touch. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. 
And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.